1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, back to kickoff with Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. All right, we are back. We're going to start out. We got a hell of a matchup here, and I'll put personal bias aside. It's time for Best of the Best. This week's best of the 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 best. Ah, this is a good one now. This is just good football. Bengals laying two, traveling to Nashville to take on my... Tennessee Titans, and it looks Bones, like what do you
2: got? And it looks like uh, Jamar Chase is going to be in the lineup. At least that's what everybody is feeling like, and hopefully that's the case for the Bengals. You know, I got to tell you, I have been really, really impressed with Mike Rabel's Titans. They have been physical. They have been nasty. They probably have the best overall defensive line in football. Ryan Tannehill had the game of the year last year for him, at least. Uh, they threw the ball down the field, and again, you know, he like Aaron Rodgers is not throwing to anybody spectacular, but he's getting the job done. However, I do think that Joe Burrow is playing his best football of the year, and I think I'm going to take. I'm going to take the I'm going to take the Bengals and lay the two points, and I just feel like you know they have backed themselves into a corner. They need to win these games. And this is one of those games where, you know, it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. The quarterback who has the, the ball last is going to have a chance to win the game. I don't like the Bengals. I love the Bengals.
1: Love. I love the spot. I love the way they're playing. I love the chases back. I, I love that Joe Burrow, the guy we remember, is starting to cook. And it means I get to play against the, tech, the Titans, who I don't like anything about. So this is just very exciting for me. I love the Bengals here. And I think you make a great point is maybe the DNA of this team is they can't have it easy. They can't just cruise. They need to have their back against the wall. They need the pressure. They they just, this is who they are. Mm-hmm. And I'm going with it. I, I love the Bengals here. But you got to
2: admit, though, that Mike Vrabel's done an unbelievable job with this team.
1: I think he deserves discussion for Coach of the Year. Huh. I know he won't win it. No, I'm serious, Boomer. It's okay to say a guy should be discussed without saying he's going to win it. He is in, he's isn't. he got a team not a lot of people expect a lot from. Your starting quarterback gets hurt. You have a gaggle of injuries. You lose your best pass rusher in, like, day two of training camp. And yet, they're right here doing what they do. They, they muddy games up. They turn them into a street fight. And they were staying afloat with Malik Willis, who should still yeah. be – I mean, I—how how is he in the NFL? But my point is, Boomer, he's an unbelievable coach. I don't have to like him to respect him. He's unbelievable.
2: Yeah, he is. And and the team reflects who he is and who he was as a player. That's, that's the thing. I mean, they're boring, they're dull, but all they do is win.
1: <laughs> that's it? Um, but no, I'm going with the Bengals. All right, so look, I wanted to do this next thing. We're going to put you in the captain chair. I want you, I'm going to put you in these situations, and it's not about what's going to happen. It's about what would happen if you were in charge. Okay. For instance, you're Joe Shane. You see your team's got no bodies at wide receiver. Are you standing pat knowing you're not for real, or are you going ultra risky and courting Odell Beckham Jr. on a multi-year deal?
2: I'm not doing anything. With Odell Beckham Jr., if I am Joe Shane. Um, I think Odell Beckham Jr. belongs in Dallas. I think he wants to be in Dallas. And the only reason that he's getting me involved as the Giants is because he wants to ramp up the dollars. So um, I, I don't, he's not going to help my team. We don't have a great passing game anyway. And it's one of the reasons why he wanted to leave in the first place. So I'm going to let him go to Dallas. I'm not going to worry about it because, you know, what we've done thus far this year i don't think anybody expected us to do and i don't necessarily know that i can go much further and he's not going to have that big of an impact on our team and we're not going to go deep in the playoffs anyway
1: what kind of deal you think
2: odell gets boomer uh, you know uh, you know first of all the only deal that i would give him would be for the rest of this season and i would pay him like a prorated you know 10 million dollar deal or something so you know, may he's make maybe he makes a half a million dollars a game or something like that. That that's that's the kind of deal that I would give him. I don't necessarily know that I would commit to him long term. I'd have to see him in uniform and I'd have yep. to see him playing. I just still
1: and you know what? It's PTSD is a Giants fan. I just I've seen the movie. I can't trust the guy. Right. I don't think all of a sudden he's grown up. I'm not ready to sign him to anything more than you get to play through New Year's. I, I can't I couldn't do it. Uh you're Steve Kime. I'm going to assume you have the power. Are you getting rid of Kingsbury?
2: I think I have to. I hate to do this to coaches. You know, My friend uh, Frank Reich lost his job, so I know personally how uh, debilitating it is to the coach, his family, the people around him, and I hate doing this, but I have to say that watching the Arizona Cardinals over the last two years under Cliff Kingsbury, watching Kyler Murray do his thing and, and kind of run the, the organization the way he's running it, um, I, I have to move on from the coach. I have to. If I'm allowed to fire the coach and pay the coach, then I'm, I'm sorry. I got, I got to let him go and let him go back to college because that's where he belongs.
1: So an example. All right. Nondescript. I'm just going to say that you're running a team that is fringy. You're on the upswing. You're not a playoff team. You're in quarterback purgatory. Your owner has gone full David Tepper and demanded, I want a quarterback. What are you giving up for Kyler Murray?
2: Wow. I don't necessarily know that I want that guy. That's the thing. I know,
1: but your owner's saying, go get me a quarterback or you can stay home.
2: I'd much rather have Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, Daniel Jones even. Uh, Oh, my. And the reason I'm saying that is because I don't want to take on his contract. His contract's ridiculous. It's insane. And he doesn't deserve it. And he's not the best player on my team he's not the leader in the locker room. I I do worry about whether or not Kyle Murray has the respect of his teammates. I really wa- I really wonder. I I think he's an exciting football player, but I just don't know if football is the most important thing in his life where, you know, his team is going to respect him. The one thing I will say about Daniel Jones, his teammates do respect him. Yeah. They may think he's limited. They may never say that, but they do respect him.
1: Let me tell you something, and these are both guys that I think are limited. But they're both guys that I think I'm comfortable staying with now that I wasn't at the start of the year. One is Daniel Jones. I think he needs a real supporting cast. I think what's going on right now, I don't think you can evaluate a lot of it. He has no one to throw to. Um, the other is Jared Goff. Look, I don't think Goff's any good. But I don't know, he's terrible. And if you put a supporting cast around him, they should have beat the Bills yesterday. If Dan Campbell had a stopwatch. They would have been all right. So I, I, Booms, I, I think it's what fans need to get comfortable with is everybody wants Josh Allen. Nobody can have him. So do you truly want to spin the wheel again? No, I, I'm with you.
2: Yeah, I, I you mean, it okay. really comes down to you know the cap number, the the amount of money. And if I were Daniel Jones, I, I would not want to go anywhere else. I'd want to stay with this coaching staff and believe in Joe Shane that he will build around me. And by the way, you know, Jerry Goff, all he did with the Rams was take them to the Super Bowl. So it's not like. This guy's uh, just like an all-soul ran. He can actually play. And I, I and one of the reasons why they've won four, uh, three out of the last four is because he's not throwing interceptions. Yes. But both he and Daniel Jones had s- significant spots in their games on Thanksgiving where they missed. And that's the difference between them and Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. When the game is on the line and the play needs to be made, those other guys make those plays. Unfortunately, Jared Goff and Daniel Jones don't. All right, you're the Walton Penner ownership group. What are you doing with Nate Hackett and
1: Russell Wilson? And a reminder to the crowd... Boomer, who is now the owner of the Broncos, the Walter Penner Group net worth north of sixty six zero billion with a B. Yeah, how are we
2: proceeding? Yeah, I got to I got to make a change here, I got, and most likely it's going to be the coach because I can't get rid of the quarterback because of the contract that uh, my general manager gave that quarterback. So I got to get rid of the coach, most likely, because I'm going to lose the fans if I don't, and unless I really truly believe that the coach is going to be able to turn this team around and and the, the players are going to buy into what he's selling. You know, maybe I would stick with him for one more year, but um the fan base has already spoken. The fan base spoken week two, for God's sake. Uh, and this is a really big job. People don't realize how big the Denver Bronco job truly is for the coach. I mean, it's an enormous job. It's an enormous region of the country that our Bronco fans are passionate fans and their voice has been heard. They don't like the coach. And if they don't like the coach, they ain't buying the tickets. And if they ain't buying the tickets, you can't sell the luxury boxes. So you're going to have to do something. And I would not be surprised if something gets done in that regard. But you're going to have to keep the quarterback because of the contract.
1: Boomer, is there any way they could attach picks and get someone to take Wilson?
2: I, I don't see it. I, I don't see it. You know, Russell Wilson has a office in the building. They're paying – People who work with Russell Wilson to be in the bill. I mean, like, there's a lot of Ugh. weird stuff that comes along with him. And I don't, I would not want any part of it. I'm sorry. I wouldn't. But they're going to have to get a coach in there that can really stamp down on Russell Wilson and hold him accountable. And if they can't find that coach, then they're going to have problems for the next five years.
0: Selling a little or a lot. to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
1: all right you're steve basciotti ravens once again you're in the running you're in the running for a one seed you're in the running for it all Lamar's contract still an unknown.
2: How are you proceeding? I'm not giving him a $250 million all-guaranteed contract. I'm, I'm not. I can't. I mean, he's a good player. Um, at times, he's a great player, but I also think that he's a limited player. And the reason I say that is because their passing game is one of the worst in football. Uh, you know, if you're a tight end, it's great. Um, you know, the way that Lamar plays also scares me about longevity and long-term viability. So I got I got to find a compromise. I'd like to keep him as my my team leader in the face of my franchise for about 5 years, but I just cannot give him the contract that he's looking for. And that's the Deshaun Watson contract. He wants to break that contract. And Bashadi said when Deshaun Watson signed that contract, this is going to create problems for the rest of us in the league. And he knew it because he knew that Lamar was going to look at that contract and say, "I'm a better player than Deshaun. I want that contract or more." And a bombasotti, I cannot give it to him. What if you just franchise him? It's all guaranteed, anyways, right? Yeah, you can you can do that, but he's not going to be happy, you know. And that's hey. and that's a problem. That you know, when these athletes are unhappy, then all of a sudden they create problems in the locker room. And the last thing you want is an unhappy quarterback. You know, they did it with Dak, they did it with you know, obviously uh, Kirk Cousins, and they probably should do it here. I just don't necessarily know that. He would be happy, and I don't think his teammates would be happy because I think his teammates see him differently than we do. Um, they love the way he is. They love the way he plays. They they believe in him. They respect him. Um, but we know what this league is all about, and to play the game the way that he plays it and to last the next five years under a guaranteed contract is unrealistic. You can fully guarantee the first three years. And then
1: beyond it, it's like, no, we've gotta we've gotta make this palatable for both sides. I don't care what Cleveland did. I mean, if he ever came to me and I'm running the team, Lamar, we love you. We wanna hand you a couple hundred million dollars, but don't worry about what they're doing over there. They can't they can't fight their way out of a paper bag. We give you a chance to win every year. That's the part that drives me nuts. So an idiot acts like an idiot. And then now I got to negotiate against an idiot. That would drive me insane if I were Bashati.
2: Yeah, I it, and it, and it is driving him insane. You know, it's interesting. Coach Cower told me a story about Jerome Bettis and how he took pay cuts and he would go to Jerome and say, "Look, I'd like to pay you, but we can't. You know, this is this is the number we have for you. You got to take into account who you're playing for, where you're playing, and whether or not you want to win or you just want to make money." And Jerome took the pay cuts because he recognized that he was in the right place. Now, I don't know if Lamar will do that, but I just know that it's going to be impossible to pay him the contract that he wants all guaranteed. All right, let's get Boomer's final word.
1: What you say after this don't don't matter. This is the final word.
2: Big story for me, Mike, has to be the story about Zach Wilson and the New York Jets. The number two overall pick is not even getting dressed this week against the Chicago Bears and I think Robert Saga made the right decision. He's trying to win the football game, trying to save their season. I agree with everything that he has said this year. I mean, this week about this situation, this is not the end of Zach Wilson. I know that you're not a big fan of Zach and that he has a lot of growing up to do. And I think that starts this week as they try to reset his career uh, with the New York Jets.
1: People, we'll do it all over again. Boomer, I'll see you next week, live and in person. Away we go. That is kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. It's It's
2: Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.